Now, as uh, I have been saying in a lot of my interviews and features about uh, local productions that are going on, whether they be in the community virtually, shows are coming back. And uh, there is a show that is making its way to the Hoagland Center from the Arts all the way from Carbondale, uh, which is where I went to school. Um, and uh, it, it is being directed by Kevin Purcell, who's also done several shows here. Recently, he did The Holly and the Ivy right before the pandemic hit. And uh, it was a great production. And, uh, and the show is called The Weir. And uh, one of the actors in The Weir... Kim Curley, who uh, not only uh, lived in Carbondale when I was went to school there, but we did a show and a short film together. Kim Curley joins me over the phone. How are you, Kim? Good afternoon, Kevin. It's good to talk to you. How are you? I'm good. It's good to talk to you, too. Talking a little bit off air, it has been easily uh, five years since I've even mm-hmm. talked with you. So it's it's I so cool. So. It's it's so cool that uh that you're part of this show that is uh that is coming to Springfield, the Weir. So um if you can just in short tell me a bit about uh a bit about what is the Weir, what is the play about? Yeah, it's a, I think it's a wonderful uh intimate piece of theater. Uh it's a based in a the western wilds of Ireland, uh, do almost due west from Dublin, close to Sligo, close to the ocean, um, still sort of out in the country. And the Weir title itself refers to a series of sort of earthen and sometimes wooden dams that were um, instituted around Ireland in the mid-50s, sort of like the TVA here, which held back some of the flooding, and but also gave electricity to the area. So the title of the play is sort of a metaphor for what uh, we'll be exploring through the five characters in the little pub in Sligo that evening. And that is that uh, it's sort of where the old world meets the new. Uh, You know, electricity coming into these uh, sort of interlands, as it were, is sort of in opposition to the, the natural and the wondrous world that has existed in Ireland fairies and other things like this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it also holds things back as it does for the water and flooding. And you'll find in the course of this evening, four, four men and uh, one woman who comes to visit, sort of an outsider, that uh, all of these things are explored. It's like um, the humanity that uh, is exposed in people when we find what's been held back in their life or when change is inflicted on them and how they react or don't react. And uh, as the evening wears on, of course, it's in an Irish pub. Mm-hmm. We're sporting the Irish accents. Uh, there might be um, a small pint or a small one served here and there. Yeah. So it, it has its comic moments. It has uh, a lot of energy. But eventually, like all theater, it, it wonderfully boils down to the human condition and that uh, all of us hold within us secrets and realms and uh, challenges that generally from the outside the rest of us don't see. But in certain conditions, um, the defenses might be dropped and people might finally confront uh, the things in their life that may or may not be holding them back, much like the, the weir will you know, hold the water back. Oh, very good. So this, this all takes place in this, in this pub in Ireland then. 
wonderful little pub in the evening. Yeah. Uh, the four the four male characters are familiar with each other, had all grown up in the wilds out there. The bartender named Brendan, his father had owned the bar. Other two main characters, Jim and myself, Jack, were all childhood friends. And another gentleman named Finbar, who grew up with us but has now moved off to what would be considered a, a larger uh, area in the, called Carrick. And so there's a bit of uh, oil and water with our old friend coming back in. And as he's made himself successful, he's now selling some real estate. And he's brought this young woman who is migrating her life from Dublin, for some reason, to the wilds of Sligo. And uh, he brings her in. And as the evening wears on, we'll, we'll find how... Uh, a night like this with the howling wind and with the, the sea whistling in under the door, a few pints and a, and a warm fire, you might get a story about uh, some ghostly adventures or something a little more substantial in the way of the heart and the uh, human condition. That's great. So this, yeah. so this show, um, had, you, had you guys been uh, performing it in Carbondale, I believe at the Varsity yes. Theater. Have you been performing it there and then brought it over to Springfield, or was this sort of right. um, how how yeah. how'd that whole process go? Well, it, it, it originated as a production for Carbondale, and uh, that got put on hold once the pandemic uh, that we're all familiar with uh, sort of came down upon us. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, um, Kevin Purcell, our director, connections within the Springfield cultural area, mm -hmm. Um, put out that there was a demand or an interest in seeing this play. It is really, if you, you know, it may be a little deep into the theater world, but in general, it's thought of as generally one of the best plays of the last 40 or 50 years. And, and it's really probably will go in to the canon over time. It is simply a beautifully moving, funny, and efficient piece of, uh, uh, theater that uh, is based around, you know, uh, humanity and not a lot of bells and whistles or trickery or uh, theater magic. It is simply people who slowly uh, but surely find a way to drop their defenses and, and maybe come to terms with who they are and what they've been in their life. And that is great. And uh, I think stories like that, you know, at the core of any production are just wonderful. So uh, you talked a little bit about that and all these characters coming together. Uh, when people come to see this show, uh, what, do you, what do you hope they take away from it? I think, you know, part of it is it's the wonder of us all. It's, it's, it reminds me so much uh, to, to draw a simile or something to, you know, the first time we, as young folks, maybe we camped in, in some manner and we sat around the fire right mm -hmm. and maybe somebody told a story that uh told it in a way that sort of held our interest maybe spooked us a little bit maybe made us laugh and as in certain circumstances as uh situations like that progress like in this little irish bar um the storyline might uh get a little more serious and a little more connected to our personal lives rather than, you know, telling a tall tale or, or eliciting a laugh or a joke from a, a story. And it's a, it really is a beautiful piece of storytelling. It is people and they're not all just telling whoppers, but it is, you know, it is all the stories that any of us 
our family, ourselves, our lovers have within us, and what's it take to unlock a little bit of that? And we all can connect with that. We all have these, you know, these things within each of us. And it's just a wonderful example of what theater can be and how it can't really be replicated with uh, the other arts, whether film, painting, music, literature. It's a, it's a beautiful piece of energy that exists in the moment. And like the tide, uh, you know, taking the sand out, wave your hand and an hour and a half later, that little bar in Sligo will be gone. But we think and we hope that while we have you or while we have the audience, we can all share just a wonderful reflection of, of what it means to be uh, a human being. I absolutely agree with that. You know, there really is something uh, when you're in the theater physically there in the presence of everybody that's uh, on stage uh, doing their craft. It really it, it is something that is hard to you know replicate. And so uh, you did talk about, I also want to briefly ask about, you did talk about this production was originally on hold because of the pandemic. Is this the first show that you have done in the past almost two years now? Sure. Yeah, wow. I, I was... I was scheduled to do some work, uh, do a touring, a touring, sorry, Romeo and Juliet and some Shakespeare mm. things. And, uh, you know, like the rest of all of our lives and careers, things came to first this stumbling sort of interruption. And then finally it's like, okay, we don't know if maybe this will never happen. Yeah. Um, but there was enough affection by several of us involved in this that, uh, Eventually, we're going to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if we all live, if Kim lives long enough to play Jack, Kim is going to play Jack in this uh, production of The Weir because, you know, personally, as a somebody who's been in the theater, I'd be happy to be a stage manager or, or handle the props or t- sell tickets to have people be exposed to this wonderful story. I mean, I think as whatever you do in the arts and culture, your ultimate goal is not so much to to preach to the choir who might know these things, but to get a civilian in that goes, oh, you know, yeah. when that girl talked or when this guy talked, even though maybe it's an Irish dialect or something, that was just like a friend of mine or my grandmother. or, uh, And suddenly you're in a realm where only, much like music, but the performance is part of the energy of the audience the, the script and the dynamics of the people on stage. And it, it doesn't work unless all three of those are there. Yeah. And so part of the beauty of theater and something like this, if we present the story well and it's clear and we can serve the, the writer, I'm confident that uh, someone could come into the show not really knowing much to, of what to expect and go away and, and have heartfelt moments that they will remember and then that could connect to their own lives. Wonderful. Well, it sounds like such a great show. Uh, tickets are on sale now. You can get them through uh, the Hoagland Center for the Arts website, I believe, as well. You can call the box office yeah. um, as well to get tickets. Kim, it was so great to talk to you again. Break a leg this weekend and uh, hope to see you there. Kevin, so much. Uh, I want to thank you and also would want to extend uh, thanks to the cultural community of Springfield for having us, the Hoagland in particular. Uh, you know, it's one of the wonderful things uh, that we have in our world that uh, we can go somewhere and, and, you know, be interested in each other as human beings and the 
these lives and uh, this experience. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I, I agree with you there.